I'm Ronnie Thwaites, and this is The Public Eye. I've called this episode, I Better Me Buy It. That was Danny's response to my question why he had dropped out of the driver education classes, which I had organized in Parade Gardens some time ago, to help unattached young men to get a much desired skill and a better chance in a skinny job market. My hustling mash-up if I ever come to all the classes, he reasoned. Dads, just give me 20 grand and may we get through. Don't worry yourself. So everybody do it, he reassured me knowingly. When last he checked me, Danny had easily and quickly bought a general license and thankfully was weaponizing a pro-box taxi rather than the 18-wheeler to which he aspired. On a good day, he could pocket three to four grand for himself after giving the loader men at Papine and halfway through your money, buying gas and giving the owner lady who works in a bank her tax, amounting to nearly triple the amount the loan, the little insurance, the repairs and the depreciation was costing her. Two things were bothering him though. One was the ever-increasing price of gas. So he had an arrangement with a guy down west who has a points at both the bus and petroleum terminal that can sell a liter of 89 gas for a bills. The other is the ridiculous fare tariff, which bears no relation to the real cost of operation. The minister says that the tax can't raise. So Danny deals with that one by shortening his route or squashing in an additional passenger or two. Now there are thousands of Danny's holding sway on our roads. Allow them lawyer man. You know, see them help people. When I used JUTC, the nearest the bus would carry me was the Hero Circle, and I would have to walk with load or in dark night from there to Anna Road. Now Danny carried me right to my gate, and if I don't have the fear, he would trust me till Friday. Informality and corruption serve their purposes, I suppose. Law and order become subservient. Chaos and carnage are the consequences. The road rage and confusion are now beyond the remedy of the police, the courts, the well-meaning but powerless road safety council, and the culpably passive motor insurance industry. Self-interest rules at every juncture. Disorder has become the norm. We have made it so. This is worse than it was in the 1980s with the Patipan culture. Countless road licenses have become available and with legendary Jamaican working-class ingenuity, a new industry has developed. A little tradition, legitimized hustling, and now has a life of its own. It will be the salvation as well as the death of us, and it has spawned many supporters. Which operator is not grateful to Bobby Montague and Andrew Holness for flying the gate of the transport sector? They have made it into a free-for-all, Think of the vast network of untaxable income available to police. Auntie Rochi in the diaspora, loader men, the used car industry, insurance companies, the financial sector, and many, many more. Big turnover in this sector. Too big and too politically sensitive to trouble, the governors say. Don't ask for a national transport plan. We have one. This is it. Indiscipline and Bly have become cornerstones of prosperity. The new Road Traffic Act is obsolete even before coming into force. 
Just continue to wring your hands at the increasing blood stains on the road, the intolerable burden on the healthcare system, the lost productivity, and the escalating billions we will pay each year until God comes to cover the losses of the Jamaica Urban Transit Company. The highway minibus which crashed recently, killing so many, probably had never been to the depot to pass a fitness test. And what kind of insurance cover did it have? A version of the old Act policy is still available, you know. It is still not resolved whether a 16-year-old child was the driver of last week's debacle, which cost four lives. It would not be unusual. As Danny said, it's so everybody do it. So tragic, we say, and then do little or nothing about it. Because the disorder on our roads is emblematic of the moods and values impelling many of us. For after you have been bad-driven a few times with no recourse, it is reflexive to become a bad driver yourself. And the children are watching everything and learning on the road so much more than in one day a week effective engagement which they are getting in the classrooms. We need to build a culture of restraint, respect and order to place the principles of the common good as a hub of personal behavior as well as all public policy. If we want to save lives and limbs on the roads, start by introducing comprehensive driver education for all school leavers. I hope Minister Williams's recent announcement on that point will stick. When I had proposed it to the Heart Trust six years ago, it was met with polite silence and use technology to verify honest testing of applicants, mandate re-education for road offenses, and require retesting of all operators every 10 years. Until we do these and other practical and affordable things, most will conclude that Danny is right as to how the runnings go. He and his kind have won. We, with our outriders, sirens, and immunity from traffic laws, have aided and abetted them. And we haven't even begun to confront the motorcycle culture yet. Till then, anyone who can should purchase personal injury insurance, because if you are hurt or suffer loss, the law and the courts are unlikely to be able to help you anytime soon. What about adding such cover as a rider, pun intended, to the national insurance scheme? Walk good. Walk good.